Welcome to another edition of Your Impact Attack. That's right, it's Your Impact Attack. And even though we're the curators, who are we? Uh, I am Jamie the Vet Williams, and with me as always, my tag team partner, Brandon. And there's the tag. And uh, yeah, Brandon, how's it going, man? It is going all right. Uh, not a lot going on in wrestling. Not a lot going on in Impact, as I'm sure as we will get to later on. Oh, yeah, well... There's not a lot going on in wrestling, but there's a lot of wrestling going on. This weekend, I watched so much wrestling that uh, it made me just want to quit. It made me want to quit everything because none of it was good. I was watching... Well, not I don't want to say none of it was good, but there was... Not only was there the Night of Champions, but then there was the Under Siege pay-per-view, which we're going to talk about here. Or I'm going to talk about, I'll cover it at least. We've got uh, the Best of Super Juniors Finals in New Japan. We had the uh, NXT Battlegrounds, which I also have to talk about, which will be next Wednesday, or this Wednesday, excuse me, at you know the usual time, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern with Big Ray. And there was AEW Double or Nothing, which it was a lot of double, because it was long and a lot of nothing because they made a bunch of stupid decisions or non-decisions so uh i that's that's too much for one weekend how do we go with some weekends that have no shows whatsoever and then one weekend that has five shows do you guys can you not like can you not can you coordinate a little something? Can you look and see what the other companies are doing and try to schedule around it? I mean, and, and see that you have nothing on your calendar for one of these weekends and say, hey, maybe I'll do something on that I instead mean, of cram it all in the same weekend. I mean, it makes sense why you everybody crams it in on the big weekends like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, because that's where everybody is at, where you're going to make the most amount of money. You got the biggest mm -hmm. customer base. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like just random ass weekends, nah. No, not random ass weekend. But you know that's what we do, um, and uh, that's fine. But uh, there's a definite um, quantity over quality issue here, and I'm not sure that it matters uh, what the other companies are doing because I don't think Impact can blame all the other wrestling that was going on this weekend on why their shit was trash, um, but I'll point all that out as we go along here. Before we get to that, um, we might as well just acknowledge the chat. You know, they're the C in the VBC, and well, you know, they deserve to be acknowledged. They're here to be acknowledged. They're the Roman Reigns of this, so we should probably acknowledge them. Yeah, see who we got in the chat tonight. We got, I got to scroll this bad boy up. We got, we got Jerome Hall. We got Chris Winland, Lizbeth, Steve Eggert, Javi Uchida, Lab Rat, and I'm sure we will see more of our usual crew filtering in as the show goes on. Whoop, whoop. That's right. That's right. Steve Eggert, man. I hope Steve, my good friend Steve, he, I never known him to be an impact watcher, but you know, maybe who knows? Um, uh, he's probably just here for the uh, charming commentary, of course. Uh, but yeah, so I was looking at the, uh, 
you know, now you, you told me that um, the uh, punching up impact's not ready for this week yet, right? So yep. when you yep. have that done, you're going to post it on that sub stack. So you want to give the people that address one more time just in case they're ready to, when they're ready to check it out? Yep, it's Substack or H or HMG Brandon. It's on Substack. Okay, so um, so we won't have that uh, ready for you this week. But uh, you know, I was looking at the um, looking at the news um, just for impact. Not a lot of shit. <laughs> you know these clickbait headlines. You know we've mm -hmm. talked about this in the past. There was the 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 top most recent story was you know. Steve Macklin compares impact storytelling to the attitude era. I'm like, I'm not even going to click on that. Um, the only other thing of any significance was it's something about Jordan Grace's contract expiring. And, you know, she's probably about done with impact for at least for a little while. So that could sense. explain some of the, what we're going to see here. Um, but other than that, no real news. The news is all in the content. It's all in the content that we're about to go over right now. Because um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything? Nah, man. Let's start plowing through this shiz. Let's get it. Also, um, well, anyway, we'll just we'll we'll get to it. Uh, so we start out with a recap of cardboard. We get the cardboard recap. Make sure everybody saw how stupid that shit looked when they piled it up in front of the exit door. And then we're going to, our, our cold match is, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the same corridor they beat up Heath in, which that shot at a different angle. Um, yeah, it probably was. I mean, and more cardboard. They made sure to lay down the cardboard for all that shit. Um, the, the, the match, the first match is, uh, Mike Bailey versus Chris Saban. Okay. So we know, uh, that either, um speedball mike bailey is a time traveler who's in two places at once or this match is at least three weeks old because he's been in japan competing in the vesa super juniors for the last month basically he couldn't possibly have had this match okay so um anyway just to let everybody know how he did he made it to the semifinals. um of, you know, they do a round robin style, so it's like a points total uh, where everybody faces everybody. So everybody has nine matches, and whoever has the highest points total moves on to the semifinals to face each other. And then the two block winners face each other, and then the winner is the best of the Super Juniors winner. And then he goes on to challenge for the, you know, Junior Heavyweight Championship at whatever. I forget. It could be Dominion coming up next week or it could be they could wait till wrestle kingdom i don't know what they're gonna do i forget i'm out of touch um but regardless mike bailey did not win but he had a good showing and i'm sure he impressed a lot of people the uh, people uh seemed to really take to him and get excited for his matches and stuff like that and um he does speak a uh, some conversational japanese which i learned from his uh, backstage interviews so he's like a trilingual person. We had no idea. Like Impact has never told us anything about Mike Bailey other than he's fucking dangerous. So, um, like, but he speaks English, French, and uh, Japanese. So 
There you go. A little extra fact that we learn about Mike Bailey from New Japan and not from the fucking company that he works for. Good job. Yeah, uh, such a waste. Such you you can do stuff with that with that kind of character traits. You think? Well, anyway, um, but uh, you take that you take that up and coming talent, Mike Bailey, and uh, fuck him. Feed him to uh, Goldberg ninety eight. Muscle Buster to Cradle Shock. He's done. Goodbye. Chris Saban's moving on to face the X Division <laughs> Champion Trey Miguel at uh, under siege. Right now, what do you have to say about this match here? I think I'm gonna have a new genre or an idea of a new genre of matches called copy paste super indie matches, where like you know what the spots are gonna be, you know like how what them or what the setup's gonna be, how they're gonna get into it, what it's gonna lead to. And it's like we'll get to it later on in the uh, uh, Swan, I was Swan and Angels match. <laughs> right. so, I a, so I got a note for that. All right. Yeah. Well, like I said, I just finished watching twenty hours of that, whatever that was. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Um. All right. Then we get a uh, Trinity package. And then we get a sort of a Burt Macklin recap. I wrote question mark. I guess it's kind of a recap, but it's also a live pre-tape. <laughs> like he's commenting on his own his own video package. <laughs> he's like, and he uses the phrase that, that we, we both discussed uh, right before we went on the air. What's that phrase? All that video package was was wasted motion. There Which is go. pretty much the theme of this entire show. Yep. I will give Trinity credit that that uh, package they did for her, her best promo she's done since she's been in Impact. Like when she's in an environment where she can pre be produced, she's a lot better. Massive right. improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um. All right, well, waste of motion. I mean, that's all you got to say. All this is out for commentary on King and uh, Sheldon versus Decay. I wasn't really watching this match. I was, uh, what was I doing during this? Probably like some laundry or something. I was probably like folding clothes or something. I don't know. I was whatever I was doing, I wasn't watching this match. But, oh no, I remember what it was. I was probably, I was probably at work. And I was probably preparing my lunch. <laughs> so I was like, probably like, uh, you know, like getting my food ready or whatever to eat while this was going on. Um, but I felt like I was watching it because I thought the commentary did a really good job of not only explaining what was going on in the match, but also telling the story that they were trying to tell, you know, with Nick Aldis kind of like, you know, do you know doing his exposition on the whole thing but also like you know slightly calling the match too um so like uh, the way those three guys worked together on the commentary made me feel like i didn't miss anything by not looking at it with my eyes it is that was my point um they hit the royal flush on steve and then they have a post-match uh mike duel uh all this and kenny do and then uh, Sheldon takes a punch, and Kenny takes a powder. So we're all set for our... Oh, you don't seem to like this. All right. Well, mm. let, let everybody know what you think about this whole thing. 
It's just another retread of an old tired wrestling angle that we've seen a million times before of the of the douchebag vet who takes advantage of a young kid and makes him his meat shield. Meat shield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Everything's already been done, so. Yeah, but you can take you put a new twist to it though. Well, I guess we'll find out what your new twist is <laughs> in a couple of weeks. What, uh, what, um, yeah, did you, did you kind of, did you notice what I was saying about the commentary or not really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah, he's kind of like seamlessly blended into it and it didn't, and it kind of, and his angle added to it, but didn't take away what was going on in the match. Like it, it just like a missing piece of the puzzle just kind of fit everything and painted a more vivid picture. Yeah. Yeah, I like Nick Aldis. He's pretty good at this. Funny thing is, when I, when I type his name in my phone, it autocorrects it to all these like the story. But it, and I and I said, "Fuck, I got tired of it." Cause it's like it's the same spelling, <laughs> just different capitalization. Yeah, we know what it is. <laughs> uh, a can of beans for Hitman. Um. So, uh, let's see. Jessica's uh, with her hourglass, and she has to leave it behind because she's got a match. Damn, they booked her match right in the middle of her hourglass running out. So um, so she gets her match. It's against Taylor Wilde. Taylor immediately wins this match. I don't know. I, I haven't seen... <laughs> I have not seen a squash like this since I don't know when. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we get a big surprise here, Brandon. We get a huge surprise with... Uh, with somebody coming out to save Jessica from this two-on-one beatdown that goes like, it's not enough that you beat her in five seconds. Then you got to like, you got to add insult to injury or add injury to injury, injury to insult. The, perhaps. the big girl need the big girls getting beat down and needs help. All right. And, um, and who is the help? Courtney rush. Who? I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> Wait a minute. Which is Who? Apparently, which is apparently an old gimmick that Rosemary used to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess this is why they wanted us to watch that one thing they did like a while ago. Remember when they... That actually makes a lot of sense now. That makes a lot of sense now. It's like, hey, remember that thing we told you to watch like three weeks ago? Well, you should have watched it. Otherwise, you'll be lost. But even then, you'd still be kind of lost because did they, did the documentary explain the storyline reason for like the whole Rosemary Courtney Rush thing? I don't know. I didn't watch that far. I just saw the part where she talked about her original gimmick. I don't think I watched long enough to see if she explained where the Rosemary thing came from. But either way, it's business exposing. So it doesn't matter. It's probably best that you don't watch it. Yeah, uh, Lab Rat says Ruby Riot. <laughs> I'll take a Courtney Rush over Ruby Riot. I'll tell you that right now. Just I'll be honest. Uh, Liz says I was like, "Wow, she looks like Rosemary." It's amazing. You... So, I'll, we'll get to it later. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, she comes out, and makes a save, and then we go from the break. We go to them in the back, and you know, I just wrote down. Do you want to be a death doll? 
That's do my you, quote. And after this, like, do you not get the vibe that um, this Courtney Rush is? She's kind of like almost like a punkish Pokemon trainer. Uh, is she like uh, like another version of Misty, perhaps? Like <laughs> not like a female, Misty? Almost, not kind of like a female Ash a little bit. Female Ash. Do you, do you get that a little? <laughs> Jessica, I choose you. Yeah. Um, like talking about going on an adventure. Yeah, what is that? Like, well, let's get her a hat. In any case, let's get her a red hat. I don't know, dude. What? what this is. Is this really what? I mean, if she just doesn't want to do that makeup anymore, just say that. You know. That's. <laughs> so, for anybody who has a. Uh didn't see what happened. The storyline that they're doing is that apparently Courtney Rush was the vessel that Rosemary inhabited for all this time, and she now left it, and Courtney has the memories of what had happened. She's kind of like, eh, screw it. You want to have some fun and go and do some shit? Yep. Well, we don't need you anymore. Uh, whatever your name is, uh, red fake redhead number four, uh, what's her name? Uh, Fucking, you know, we had to watch her do these squash matches. It still took longer than uh, Taylor Wilde. Um, why can't I remember? Because she's so forgettable. Killer Kelly? No, the other one. The new one from Toronto. Oh, Jody Threat. Yeah. With a Courtney Rush, we don't need a Jody Threat. Take a hike. Yeah, no, she was off the show this week. Oh. So, yep, lovely. Uh, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I can't this wait to see just, this adventure. Man, this show is just a disaster on so many levels. And I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't thinking Impact was like going down the toilet before I watched this show. I thought it was, you know, it was all right, you know. Like, it's not the greatest, and we all come up with things that we like and don't like, and you punch it up each week and all this stuff and it's fine but all of a sudden it got real amateur all of a sudden i don't know what it is um i don't know i guess you can't can't win them all uh speaking of not winning them all our next match is angels versus rich swan um i just i know you got a note for this but uh all i have to say is of all the talents because i don't want to you know I mean, we come on here, and I don't want to overly disrespect anybody who's still actively doing this and trying to make a living at it. So I'm not going to say that even though I don't see anything for Alan Angels in any company that I would run or in the business in general, um, I'm not saying that he's not a talented guy or that he's not good for anything. But of all the talents that he does have, chopping isn't one of them. So just don't do that weak shit, cut that out of your arsenal and focus on whatever else it is that you do. That's all I have to say on that. Um, what do you got? Uh, so it's, oh yeah. So I remember there was a comment during the match that Tom made where he said, uh, the first few months we're talking about the, uh, first few months of design going on a rampage, which was revisionist history. If anybody who was watching it, uh, another radio loss. I think we had a total of three of these tonight. Uh, another copy and paste indie match. 
And there is a spot where Swan kicks Angels right in the jaw. And as soon as Swan went for the ropes, I immediately knew, okay, somehow it's going to end with Angels no-selling and Swan getting suplexed. And sure enough, that's what happens. It's so predictable. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, Rich Swan wins. Um, eventually, uh, there's a post-match beatdown with a baseball bat. And by a baseball bat, I mean uh, the hand covering the top of it. Like, you have a... This is This is one of those things where it's like... Much like, you know, laying down cardboard in a hallway or whatever, you're... You're really exposing how stupid all of this stuff is when you have a thing where you've got Sammy Callahan, basically, he's he's got both of his arms pinned because both the other guys are holding him, and Diener has a baseball bat. Now, if this was a real situation where you really were the kind of characters that violent by design is supposed to be or the design or whatever the fuck you want to call it um you can actually now you are free to take a baseball bat swing you can this is like a t-ball the t-ball is sitting there the t is there with the ball on it and all you got to do is swing away and what do you do of course because you can't do that and smash his teeth and face out into the front row you have to put your hand on top and hit him with the back of your hand instead of take a baseball swing like you would, you know? The best you can do is take a fake baseball swing to somebody's stomach, but, you know. And, yeah, like, ex I'm exactly like what you said. Um, you know, violent <laughs> the design going on a rampage. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking A rampage of uh, jobs? Like... I can't tell you a significant match that the design has ever won, let alone in the past couple of weeks or certainly any time when, you know, Callahan was involved in disrupting everything they were doing. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember them doing a, anything that's worth a damn since they've existed, even with the Eric Young version. They've just been wasting everybody's fucking time. So what do you mean? A rampage. This is they, at least before they got a couple of runs with the tag belts. A rampage. <laughs> tag belts. Yes, the prestigious impact wrestling tag belts. Yeah, all right. Um, anything else to say about this before we move on? Nah, just so bad. So bad. Mm. All right. Well, I'm oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So they do a springboard cutter which is chris base finisher and they kick out of it nobody thinks of that no well it's only good when he does it they just don't have the special technique where he gets an extra little bit of spring and gets a little extra torque on the cutter part that's why they're able to kick out of um the design version and not chris bay's version i get i mean i understand like a that per that person didn't hit it but that's <laughs> perception is reality like the crowd doesn't give a shit they saw oh the crowd doesn't give a shit you're right about that you can stop right there <laughs> you can stop right there oh my god yeah they they don't give a shit about any of this they're just like uh, even the most the biggest design apologists can't defend this shit 
There's they have no apologists. There, no, they don't. But if they did, they couldn't. Um, let's go to let's go to Diana with Gia and no music underneath. Um, interrupted by Alicia. I love the, the the best part about doing interview segments is all I have to do is put in the first person's name, and then I just hit the W, and then my um my auto autofill like or the predictive text will just put Gia and no music underneath so i could just keep hitting the next word and i don't have to type and i even it gets interrupted by you know like interrupted next by next and then it's usually they suggest giselle uh because <laughs> she does a lot of interrupting in backstage segments but you know that that's where i have to put in another name usually but yeah there's like these shows are basically they're like blank formats right you put right this guy's name here this person's name here is like a mad lib yeah, exactly. It, it basically is. So, you know, whenever there's interview segments, I like that I don't have to do as much typing and swiping on my phone as other things. Anyway, Alicia's message to uh, Diana is that um, basically that Jordan Grace's true colors will show soon enough, whatever that means. Um, uh, uh, based on what we discussed already, I guess it's leaving. Um, so there you go. And then we go to uh, Masha Slamovich versus Killer Kelly in a kitchen. Uh, there's uh, there's an electrical cord involved sleeper hold. Um, you know, just a little a little brawl just to just to remind you that these two don't like each other still. Mm. Any thoughts on that? Or I'm glad to they're keeping this going, but I think this is going to end up with those two being a tag team at some point. Or it's going to conclude with them as a tag team. Because I noticed, like, at least the way it's produced, Masha's starting to get enjoyment out of the feud. Yeah. Yeah. Liz says Battle of the Dominant Redhead. Yeah. Maybe they can take on the team of uh, Jody Threat and uh, the other redhead. Kylan King? Sure. Um, I think. Yeah, there, there's there's a, there's several. There's at least four. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, then we get Jordan Grace versus Lish in one minute or less, <laughs> sixty seconds, or your match is free. Um. So, yeah. Yes, I got the only notes I had was as soon as Leisha came out, all right, she's going under. As soon as Grace came out, all right, it's a squash. Um, so, uh, all right, now we get to the, really the only, the only thing on the show with any meat on the bone or interest that we can't really recap it here. Like you have to see this. If you're interested, you have to look this up yourself, but this is where, uh, Dango does like this pre-tape style interview. It looks like a, like a cut documentary style thing where he basically, has a checklist of everything that veterans say about the current generation of wrestling, but he puts his comedy slant on it. Um, so it, it, you know, like it's kind of, it's borderline, but it doesn't cross that exposing the business line necessarily, not quite. Uh, so I'm not angry at it. Um, and it is funny. Um, he had a, 
he had a great line during it, which he's where he's like, like Jim Cornette will love this. No, he'll probably bury it, which I will love. <laughs> uh, so that that gives you that gives you a, a, a taste of it. But yeah, this was the best. This is the best thing on that Impact did all weekend. Um, it's too bad that it's just like everything in wrestling that's even a little bit good. It will go nowhere and pay off nowhere and get you nothing but at least you can enjoy it in a vacuum for what it is that's all you're doing in 2023 and beyond you're going to enjoy pieces of pro wrestling in a vacuum they won't be good compared to the rest of the show they won't be good compared to any other company or what they're doing it'll just be this one moment in time that you can enjoy on its own like a meme or a gif or anything else you're not going to get long-term storytelling. You're not going to get good booking. You're not going to get anything. You're just going to get bite-sized moments in time, and this is one. Um, then we get a uh, package for the number one contenders. Um, but if you didn't pay attention to this, don't worry. They'll rerun the exact same thing on uh, Under Siege. Um, then you get Skyler versus Bay. Um, I don't have any notes. I, I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna watch this shit. Uh, it's Chris Bay wins with a. He does like a. Uh, he does that drop kick thing where he goes through the ropes and kicks Brian Myers, who's standing on the outside. Then he hits his version of the springboard cutter. Uh, but this one is good enough to get a win. So. Any uh, notes on that one? No, I'm just where are they going? Like they're doing something with the good hands, building them up, and now it's kind of like, okay, what's the point now? Like yeah. if you had, like if you had, like them going over the tag champs for a couple weeks, you ha you might have had something there and built off of that, but no, they just went fifty fifty. One good hand wins, the other one doesn't. So now we don't know who's going to win at the pay-per-view match. Ah. Fuck off. And they're not even wrestling at the pay-per-view. It's uh, no. them and, yeah. No. Yeah, they're not even. So what's, what are we doing? No, well, whatever. I mean, fuck the good hands. Who cares? All this was was wasted motion. A wasted motion. Labrath says, now I'm sad. I probably, I probably broke his heart because I said wrestling's not good anymore. Sorry, guys. Just here to tell you, as a guy that watches all of it, let me tell you, nobody's doing it right. <laughs> sorry. Very sorry. Um, all right, Bert walks, and uh, the best part about this, <laughs> which is the best thing I can say about the show in general, besides the Dango pre-tape, was uh, there's no lights anywhere I could see. He actually walks through a portion of the building, and they had not set up any lights, not in any corners, not on any doors, not in the stairwell like they used to. Um, it's light free. So I, as, as impact completely, uh, you know, absolves themselves of these RGB lights, um, their TV storytelling is going down the tubes. You can never have everything at once. Life is give and take. There's a lesson there. Um, all right, so now Macklin gets in the ring, he's getting a promo, you know, 
his in-ring prone. He killed PCO. Um, so he's, he's dead. PCO's dead. And uh, his new opponent for this pay-per-view coming up is Champagne Singh. He's the most deserving. Um, so he comes out. And Scott Moore comes out. He disagrees that Singh is the most deserving. But he does seem to agree at first, at least, that PCO was killed and that that's fine. And, and everything's fine with that. Um, but then uh, the lights go out and he teleports in pco does or rides a lightning bolt or however that works and uh you know yeah there we go uh he of course beats people up i guess to get people hyped for the i don't even really remember because i was shaking my head so hard i gave myself a concussion so you know that may explain why i wasn't able to pay attention to this segment fully um I don't remember exactly what happened. Maybe you do. Uh, maybe you want to tell the people what happened, or maybe you just want to shake your head. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you. Oh, where where do we start at it? Like this, whole, the whole thing that Macklin and Scott Demore are fighting over is the fact that he wants Demore to put the belt around his waist. Like that's what you're. That's what this whole heat between those two is. That's so dumb and childish. So low stakes. So kindergarten it's oh man wait till you wait till wait till you oh wait till i talk about this match okay i'm gonna get mad i'm just letting you guys know if you have any children in the room small children you may want to ask them to leave before i cover the main event of under siege and he talks about killing pco the only thing we saw him is they jumped him in a him and his buddies jumped him in a backstage Whereas a few months ago, we saw Eddie Edwards hit him with a car and bury him in desert, and that still didn't kill him. No. No, it was a beating on cardboard that killed him. He died. They put him in the ambulance. He died on the way to the hospital. It was sad. It's the same one that Rhino was in? Yes. They can't get two ambulances. <laughs> and he was already pretty much dead, so they probably just put him in the the passenger seat, you know, to save room. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, see, now here's the thing: what you said, the low stakes. If you had a promotion where, you know, realism and sport was a focus, then the idea of a an asshole telling the guy that runs the show that doesn't approve of his title reign to, you know, put the title on him personally and shake his hand wouldn't be low stakes. It would be like, you could make this like where it's personal enough that it's interesting, but because you have people getting buried in deserts and, you know, hit by cars and, you know, choke slam on cardboard, you have all this extra, st- like, this extra stuff around where you're trying, you know, you got people teleporting from other dimensions as, you know, they've 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 exercised the demon that was wearing their body and all this other bullshit. Now, when you talk about, like, just shake my hand, motherfucker, like, that's not a good enough storyline anymore. It could be if you were doing something more realistic, but it's not because you're doing cartoon bullshit. You see what I'm saying? 
it or does not I, work. Or if the sports sportsmanship storyline is the only sportsmanship storyline on the show. Yes, it, you, it stand you have out. to. You yeah, you have to match the stakes with everything on your show. You know, it it it, it can't just you can't just do stuff just to do it. Realism of sport was supposed to have been AEW, says Buckshot Kid. Yeah, well, they fucked that up too. But at least they cut down the teleporting. Um, they've just gone straight to hot shotting the hot shotting. You know, it's like I say. I say this. I say this often enough, but you, you don't. The the hot shotting is. The reason it's bad is because it's only good the way, you know, like a car accident is entertaining. Like if you like, the, I'm not the kind of person that would drive by a car accident and slow down and rubberneck at the car accident. I'm just going to drive on by. Okay. I don't need to stare at people in you know, in jeopardy and pain. I don't need to see that. So I'm just going to go about my business and not, you know, clog up traffic but there are people who like to stare and look at the accident all right but if every day on the way to work from your house there's an accident in the exact same spot with the exact same type of cars and the exact same people you're not going to slow down forever you're just going to drive on by at a certain point so you know a car accident's okay once but after a while if it becomes if the car accident becomes commonplace then they don't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. You're trying to get people excited about your boring show, and the more you try to get them excited, the more you burn them out, and they're not watching anyway. So it doesn't matter. It will, you will never get ratings based on this. You know, they did it. They, they used to do it in territory days when they were trying to sell tickets and they were trying to get people hyped up. So you would do a little hot shotting to, to, to give like a little jolt to the territory, like like with uh, you know defibrillator paddles, bzz, you know. Okay, here we go. Look, look. These guys have a blood feud now. Oh my God, they hate each other. You gotta come next week to see if they're gonna resolve it or if you know, whatever. <laughs> you have weekly TV. You gotta fill hours and hours of weekly TV. Hot shotting does not work the same that way. You know, everybody's getting in backstage brawls all the time. There's always this action going on, action going on, and none of it means anything. There's no consequence to any of it. And that's a perfect, uh, to say there's no consequence to any of it is a perfect segue to Under Siege. But if you want to, uh, if you want, if you want to add any final thoughts to this episode of Impact before we, the go home episode, if you, if you have any final closing thoughts on it. Go ahead, please. Yeah, probably one of the worst go-home shows I've ever seen of any wrestling promotion ever. Wow. That is a damning. That is a damning statement. I mean, we've like, seen some it, terrible ones, just you and I, going into an Impact pay-per-view. I mean, what was it? They ended uh, this show by burying this new, the new heel group, and the telegraph, or at least a, it's usually a telegraph of the baby faces going under if he gets, if he's up before the pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, there you have it from Brandon. One of the worst go-home shows ever. Um, not inclined to disagree. Uh, 
countdown for Under Siege has the Coven versus the Death Dolls, the new Death Dolls, with Ash Ketchum and Jessica. Uh, non-title, of course, because, you know, why, why would you... Um, anyway, Courtney wins with the sharpshooter on Taylor. That's the finish. They just had a regular tag match. Nothing to write home about. Nothing to recap. It was a tag match on a on a kickoff show that anybody can go to YouTube right now and watch. If you want to see Courtney Rush in all her glory, you can go to the Countdown Show on the Impact YouTube channel and watch Courtney Rush. Rizash. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we also have uh, Joe Henry versus Dango for the Digital Media Championship. Um, they don't do anything in this. Like, you know, they would do like a dot combat match or, you know, whatever. They don't do any of that. It's just a match until, um, like, Dango hits a blatant low blow in front of the referee for a DQ. So this could be the first ever DQ finish we've seen in a Digital Media Championship match. Um and then Santino uh, came out and uh, kind of ran Dango off. So that was his big return. Like he waits. So so you so you have Santino in the building. We haven't seen him since he was taken out. And then we had this murder mystery story. Then, of course, the first time that you see him is going to be after a match. So he's, he's there doing his job, but we don't know it. And then after a match is already over, that's when he comes out with his music and, you know, comes after Dango. Not as soon as, as soon as he gets to, like, as soon as Dango gets to the building, he's there and beats the shit out of him and ruins his championship match. Not anything that would really happen or that he would suspend him on the spot or no, nothing that would, no consequence of Dango doing what he did to an authority figure that was supposed to be his, you know, partner, mentor, whatever, whatever bullshit they were trying to do at that angle or whatever. No, we're just going to do the classic hit my music and I'm going to run in after the fact, you know, and we're going to get a DQ in a championship match that I don't know has ever not been contested under anything goes rules before. I feel like it's always digital media championship is always some kind of a, stipulation no dq match but you know that's my fault for you know not paying enough attention to the intricacies of the digital media championship lineage i guess um so there you go uh that's your uh, pre-show if you saw what i described and admittedly i'm not being as fair to it uh would that entice you to purchase this under siege no? Okay. Just making sure. Okay, we move on to the main card. We're starting off with uh, Nick Aldis versus Kenny King. That's a good choice. You know, it's a singles match with very little stakes, but at least they've done something to it. So I like them opening the show with this, even though technically it didn't really open the show for the crowd, but whatever. Uh, Aldis comes out on top despite interference and cheating. Um... And then as he, it's a, it's a very basic match. Nice job from both the guys. I'm not going to disparage anything they did in the match. But 
as all this is going back up the ramp, he's like pointing at something and like the camera tries to like see it. They're like, what are you talking about, Nick Aldis? And then, you know, he goes back and then the camera finally finds Masha and Kelly fighting up in the second level in the fans. So they're up there. Um, they're brawling in the crowd and then they throw them, you know, they spill over the balcony and down to the floor level and then fight into the ring um to get a chain somewhere along the way and um so security and a bunch of referees come out to break this up because this is in the ring and it's not part of the show so the security and refs come out to to separate these two brawling ladies and you know eventually i guess they do they don't do you know they don't seem like they're that into fighting anymore it's not like they had to like really get between them. They just all, you know, the referees do that thing where they come in, they're like, they just put their hands up so they can, yeah, hey, hey, don't, don't, don't you do it. I'm, I'm going to put my hands up like this. Don't do it. And then they don't do it. So, you know, they actually listen to the authority figures there, I guess. And, uh, and, and then after all that, um, they hit uh, Killer Kelly's uh, music and they have her lights. They turn her lights on, her red lights. So this impromptu fight that broke out in the stands, they were they, they wanted to make sure that even though there is no winner per se, they still got to hit the music of somebody and let, let's give them the lighting treatment. Can you imagine if you had a... If you're Scott Demore and you have a pay-per-view that's like lined up and timed out, like, okay, we've got these matches... You know, we've got to have these matches in this order and we, you know, we're on a time constraint and everything. And then two of your employees go and start fighting in the crowd. So it becomes a liability uh, to your company, which doesn't have any money anyways. But now you might have to pay out lawsuits if somebody gets hit with an errant chain. And then they get in the ring and then all your security has to go out there and break this up and shit. And all this, every, everything happens. You're like, God damn, these women, they're ruining my show. Why can't they just calm the fuck down and act professional? All right, hit her music. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? That's what we're doing. And that whole thing right there itself could be a story of them disrupting the show and then Scott pulling or Gail pulling to the back and reprimanding them for it. Yep. Your content writes itself. You, you write that in where these two are like messing up a show. Now you're like, okay, now what will we do if this happened? Okay, now we can turn this into a backstage something. We could do, you know, whatever. And like Buckshot Kid says, we're supposed to believe that Killer Kelly and Masha Savage fought for Chicago, crossed the border, changed clothes, and got their hair done? Well, yeah. No, they took a break to do all that. But I mean, you know, just focusing on what I said or what you saw on the camera. They caught the same Uber driver that a PCO did back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hate this. I fucking hate it. Um, uh, Jordan Grace is with Gia. No music underneath. Uh, she says she says some you know existential crisis promo. Or her 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 go home line is if I'm not the best, then who am I? It's like, well, you better figure it out because you sure ain't the best. So you know, kick rocks. Um, then we get a package, uh, uh, letting us know every, the history of what's about to happen. The design versus Sammy 
Rich and the mystery partner that they're supposed to bring in. And the mystery partner is none other than... Did you end up seeing who the mystery partner was? I, I believe Jake Christ, right? It was Jake Christ. He got the ovation of a lifetime, which was none. Because the lights were out and you couldn't even fucking see him. <laughs> Some figure walked out. Some tiny figure walked out onto the stage. This is, I guess this is the Chris brother that wasn't canceled, right? So he gets to have a match? All right. Just making sure. Um, so I guess we're taking this feud that we've built up terribly with terrible content for an inordinate amount of time that we know that these guys just hate each other and this is personal. And this guy just got a bat shot to the face. You know, granted, there was a hand over it, but still, you know, the, the, the thought was there. And I guess we're starting this with headlock tackle. Let's do headlock tackle. Let's start this with the fucking guy that had nothing to do with it. Let's get Jake Christ in there and have him do headlock tackle with Alan Angels. Woo! Wrestling. Man. Uh, they, they, they don't, they're not thinking about the story or the character or where they're going. They just think about, okay, what can we do? What kind of moves can we do? They're not even thinking about that. Cause they did headlock tackle. <laughs> it's not even a move <laughs> that you would like. If you want to, st if you want to start the match with Canadian destroyer. All right. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, headlock tackle no headlock tackle let's do that um yeah i saw him like uh, right right off the bat i was like well what do i really expect i mean none of these guys have an ounce of fucking wrestling psychology amongst the six of them so like what difference does it make why am i why do i even bother caring like it's just a match let me just watch it and then um, then Khan, you know, they end up where Khan's outside and he spends like almost an entire minute watching guys get ready to jump on him and just standing there. And I'm like, all right, I'm fast forwarding. Uh, I'm not watching this shit. Uh, Rich Swan wins the blood feud with a victory roll. So basically great booking all around. It's, it's a brilliant piece of booking. Like the long-term storytelling and the payoff is just, mwah. You know, I know that the way we all thought this would end after, you know, Rich and Sammy got a bat beat down on, on uh, the go-home show on Thursday. I knew we would all end it with a victory roll. You know, like, I knew that would be the satisfying conclusion to this whole thing. It was a nice roll-up pin. Yeah, and not Sammy or Swan hitting them back with a baseball bat to pay that off or anything. I didn't even see a bat. I didn't even see a bat. So this match should have been a straight up fight that got this. This was where you put a DQ where these guys just fight and fight until the referee's like, fuck it, ring the bell. Like we can't control this. Get all these guys out of here. Um, but you can't do that. Why? Because one, you had a DQ, you wasted your DQ at the beginning of the show. Cause you couldn't come up with a finish for Dango and Hendry. And then you, had a spot that had nothing to do with anything where two women got in the ring and brought all the security and referees out. So now they can't just come back out to, to, to disrupt what 
should be the uncontrollable brawl. You remember the episode of remember the episode of The Simpsons where Frank Grimes is like in Homer's house and he's like, "You went to space." You know, like, like, that's what I feel like right now. Or Frank is just free. Like, he's just like, yeah. Yeah. I like, sure I'm, I'm free. Yep. I sure did. There's me hanging out with Billy Corgan. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. Jake Christ. This is, uh, these, these people are getting money. Everyone got paid for this to do this. You would not believe how long Big Con was standing outside waiting for somebody to jump on him. He was like, Ow! <laughs> it was terrible. I, I, uh, all right, let me just move on. That's, that's business exposing bad. I don't want to... Um, I, I'm running the risk of this high spot overshadowing the finish. That being me getting angry. Like, I don't want this to be too angry because I have a main event angry for later. So, I'll show Impact how to book a show uh, through my commentary. Um, Santino's with Gia, no music underneath. And he basically, like, he said something funny, but he challenges Dango. Um, then... Uh, we get Trinity versus Giselle, so we haven't seen Giselle in however long, and she's she's back now. She has a match with Trinity, and the match is fine. Trinity wins with the Starstruck, all right? No bells and whistles, no angle advancement, no nothing, just a straight-up match and a submission finish. Okay, fine. At this point, I'll take it. Um, what, does do? what does that do for either of them? It, it gets a strong win for Trinity over a, a established opponent. Um, subculture. I know what you're thinking. The same thing as you thought about, uh, uh, who was that other person that we said who about? Oh yeah. Courtney Rush. Subculture with Gia. No music underneath. Um, subculture is two, no, three refugees from NXT UK. All right. After that shit closed down, WWE was like, no, thanks. So you get Mark Andrews, who's been in Impact before. You may remember him as Mandrews. Uh, and then he's also got Flash Morgan Webster and some Danny Luna as uh, is, is a girl. Um, they were, yeah, very exciting. They're all here. Um, so uh, they get interrupted by Brian Myers and the Good Hands. And they say some bullshit and... Then subculture says some bullshit. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've seen these guys. And uh, guess what? I wouldn't sign them either. You know? I know WWE drops the ball on a few talents, you know, here and there. Um, this ain't one of them. There's no use for any of these three people. Sorry. No offense. You just caught me on a bad day, subculture. Sorry. Uh, it was... Uh, so it's subculture versus, uh, you know, ABC for the tag team championships, the prestigious, mind you, tag team championships. Um, and, uh, ABC win with their, uh, with their thing 
It doesn't matter. I didn't watch this shit. I was never going to watch this shit. There was no chance of me ever watching this shit. If Ben Hameen gave me extra money to watch this shit, I would just turn it down. I ain't watching this. I'm not watching this fucking match. I've seen all these people. I know what they can do. They did exactly what you think they would do. They did nothing else. And ABC won like you knew they would. Um, then we get another package. And then we get uh, Saban uh, versus Miguel for the X Division Championship. Um, again, in all fairness to these guys and even the match I just completely shit on, whatever, everybody's working hard. I'm not saying that. I'm just frustrated. Um, but they are, they're doing what they're, you know, they're not doing it. They're not doing any matches that are good, but they're working hard. If that makes sense. If you yeah. don't know the difference, then you're probably a modern wrestling fan. But the, 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 the difference is you can have a match where you don't do anything in the match and it's interesting. And then you can have a match where you do everything in the match and I'm fucking bored because I've already seen everybody do everything. I want to see you make it make sense. So, you know. Just imagine if you went and watched a Marvel movie and none of the characters from the comic books had any like dialogue or anything. It was just two hours of explosions and people using their powers and no one talks about anything. Like you have no idea why they're doing it. All you see is CGI, explosions, superpowers, flying around, all that shit. Could you maintain that for two hours? No. And you can't maintain it for the 10 minutes it takes to do a wrestling match either. There's no story in any of this shit. They don't know how to do any... They don't know how to get people invested. They don't know how to sell. They don't know anything about that. They just know, okay, what I can do is a bunch of action, so I'm doing it. And that's what they did. And that's what Saban and Miguel did. Uh, as, as long as they've been doing it, whatever. They, they, they did a better version of it than some other people might. Um, but ultimately, you know, there's no you know there's nothing you nothing innovative or interesting that you'll see here that you wouldn't have seen in the past somewhere so there's a ref bump miguel used the spray paint i was thinking this is uh this is chris saban we're talking about so the finish has got to be um he gets the uh he gets the the spray paint he sprays him in the face then he takes the can hits him in the head then he finds a bucket of paint dumps it over his head and then takes the bucket and sticks it on Chris Saban's head. Then he runs it into the ring post and then he pile drives him with a bucket on his head uh, off the top rope. And then that might be enough to beat Chris Saban. But no, all it took was this spray paint in the eyes and a, and a schoolboy, And that was enough to beat Chris Saban. So I was shocked. He must be getting old. Um, Cause I can't believe he lost this easy. Uh, that was it. Ref bump, spray paint, one, two, three. Your winner and still Trey Miguel. What do, what do you think? What do you think? Does that sound good? Uh, I mean, nothing better than Saban being champion again, and Trey's been doing the best work I've seen him do since he's been a singles character. Yeah. Ah, well. Like, he's really, I think he's really been coming into his own as a heel. Uh, yeah, you know, he's a definitely a guy that's on TV. Then we get a package, and then um, we get, uh, this is our number one contender six-way match. 
You can imagine how excited I was for this. There's one saving grace that can make me even pay attention to this for a second. And you know what that is. Uh, because Moose is in it. Uh, so this is Moose versus Yuya Uemura versus Fat Eddie versus Jonathan Octopus Gresham versus Alex Shelley versus Frankie Kazarian. Um, I'm just going to talk about Moose because fuck the rest of this match. Uh, there was a spot, my favorite spot, the low bridge. Someone low bridged Moose. I forget who it was. I think it was Uemura. It looked like shit like they almost all do. Like, everybody does the low bridge. None of it ever looks good. And when Moose landed on the outside from the low bridge, it looked like it could have been awkward. So the first thing I was like, I wanted, I, I wish I had, like, a direct line to Moose. Like, where I could just text him instantly and be like, Moose, your ankle. You know, like, please take care of yourself when you're doing stuff like that. Because it looked like he could have possibly rolled or twisted his ankle on that stupid ass low bridge spot that looked like fucking shit. He could have fucking hampered or 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 postponed his career for a few weeks. Rolling your ankle on some stupid shit that looked like shit. Um, and throughout the rest of the match, you know, he appeared to maybe be limping uh, a little bit. He still did running spots, but... He could have, he, he, when he was walking, you know, in his normal stalking, uh, you know, speed, he looked like he was slightly favoring the ankle. So he may very well have rolled it on that or twisted it or whatever happened. Um, but, uh, he would still manage to, they were about to do one of those tower of dooms in the corner. And I was like, oh great. Here's the tower of doom. I've never seen this. And then Moose came over and knocked the whole thing over, but not the way they normally do where they have everybody take the bump. He just beat everybody off the Tower of Doom and they fell off one by one to the floor. <laughs> so he was like, nope, we're not getting a Tower of Doom and shut it down and beat everybody. And they all fell down and uh, individually instead of taking one big super power bomb plex move. And then he, uh, <laughs> I think he sprained his moose knuckle. Well, it's going to take a lot more than a bad low bridge to sprain that package, let me tell you. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, he, he was like, you're not doing a, a tower of doom power bomb. I'm going to individually power bomb all you guys. So he started handing out power bombs to pretty much everybody in the match. Uh, so everybody got a power bomb pretty much. I mean, there was at least three or four. I, I don't, maybe not literally everyone, but power bombs. And then eventually they get rid of Moose for the real finish, which is, uh, I think, uh, Alex Shelley hit a shell shock on... I think it was Yuya Uemura. He definitely would have been the low man on the totem pole and seniority in this match. So Alex Shelley, number one contender to the title he's never won. Alex Shelley, everyone. You ready? You ready for Alex Shelley? Hooray. Moose is, Moose is a giving man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He, he channeled his inner Kevin Nash and started powerbombing X-Division, guys. <laughs> That's basically what happened here. <laughs> I And I wouldn't put it, put it past Moose that that's what he was thinking with that whole spot. JL says, silent. Buckshot Kid says, we don't care. Just giving more time to Derby City. 
great. We'll go from no viewership to negative viewership. And you're probably still going to get hurt. Crickets. Three cricket emojis. Yep. Alex Shelley, everybody. Because we, we... Hey, why are you guys disrespecting Alex Shelley? Don't you know that he's one of the most innovative wrestlers of the past 20 years? And basically everybody wrestling now owes their career to Alex Shelley? And he's one I half mean, of the greatest... I mean, didn't you guys hear that? And he's one half of the greatest tag team of all time, as they say on the show. Yeah. How could you just... How could you put cricket emojis for this guy who's clearly going to realize his lifelong ambition and become the impact world champion. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like you guys anymore. I don't know if we should acknowledge the chat or, or read their input any longer. If they're going to be like this, this is Alex Shelley. We're talking about here. He's our first ballot hall of famer in anybody's hall of fame. The, the the cauliflower alley club is just waiting for him to retire so they can induct him you know or just waiting for him to retire either way but still alex shelley guys yeah wow you got i thought i knew you guys man i thought i knew you guys seriously this is how bad the shit is like again i have to disrespect alex shelley on here because of how bad everything is, you know, like in, in Alex Shelley's world, he's just a guy who liked wrestling and got into wrestling and became a wrestler and wrestled. I mean, what, what else is he supposed to do? He's doing his best. It's not his fault. He fucking never learned psychology or anything, or he did learn it and chose to ignore it for 20 years. Like it's not his fault. He's just another one of these guys. Like, oh, I don't hold him any personal contempt. But because of the state of things now and the state of this particular company and the state of this particular show, I have to sit here and, you know, disparage Alex Shelley for winning a match that he didn't even book himself in or book himself to win. Let's see what people would rather do. Um... Jerome would rather see two homeless people fight over chicken rings. Liz would rather watch Alicia fight a raccoon for trash can nuggets. Buckshot Kid says, so it's his fault wrestling and shit today. Yeah. Labrat says, Shelly's friends with 98 Goldberg. Yeah. Just getting that rub, you know? You remember how 98 Goldberg was in a tag team? Uh, all right, well, there you go. Alex Shelley, get ready for it. The Alex Shelley versus, well, to be determined, because we don't know who's going to win the match tonight. We have no idea who's going to come out on top with the impact belt tonight at Under Siege. So let's not jump the gun. The Motor City Machine Gun. Uh, Gia catches Trey, like, leaving the building, and so does Saban. Um, but nothing really happens because security is already there. It's like security accompanies uh, Chris Saban, who's still dabbing at his eyes from the spray paint as he's trying to yell at Trey. And Trey's like, oh, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm going to my car. I'm out of here. But security's there. They got plenty of security to make sure that these guys can do nothing more than yell at each other. There will be no physicality. 
We got security. Don't worry. That's going to come into play later. Remember that. Um, then we get a package. And then it's Grace versus Deanna for the Knockouts Championship. Um, this is a point where I was actually falling asleep, I think. Uh, I've already been up. I've already seen so much bad wrestling. And I'm sure that they had a wonderful match. And I wasn't going to rewind to see the parts I missed. What I did see was that uh, Deanna hit the Queen's Gambit off the second rope. Uh, so she did a move that probably is what should have taken to beat uh, Chris Saban in the earlier match. A second rope pile driver, but uh, it, she used it on Grace. And now Grace can no longer challenge for the Knockouts Championship. When they added this stipulation, I lost, you know, I, I can't remember. But apparently they added it somewhere where... You know, she doesn't get any more chances after this, as long as Dion is the champion, so. Which, like, what even, who who fucking cares? Why do you even need to make that a stipulation? It doesn't mean anything. If you don't want her to challenge, you just don't book her in the matches anymore. That's it. You don't have to do, like, a, this. this is not a personal enough thing, and it never has been, to be a, you never challenge again. That's just lazy booking it's just like well we can't think of a reason why you wouldn't challenge so we have to make a stipulation they did the same thing to brock lesnar right it's like well we're tired of beating you so you know before we before we beat you into a, a fine powder brock lesnar we'll just stop having roman reigns fight you altogether so that you can stay over a little bit and try to earn your supposed 12 million dollars a year There's some more I'd rather. I'd rather watch two very fat women fuck around a pound of flour. Well, uh, that maybe, maybe not that. <laughs> Steve says I'd rather watch Lex Luger try to take off a t-shirt. They're, they're too tight. Uh, the t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. I'm telling you. Um, all right. Now we get another package to set up our main event. As Mark Henry would say, looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. And um, that's going to be PCO versus Macklin for the Impact Championship. And there's no DQ because there's no other kind of match that PCO is even allowed to have. Like, why would you want to see PCO in a match with rules? It would be over in 30 seconds probably. Or they'd be counted out or whatever because they. this is just how they do it. Um... So of course it's no DQ, and but but you know they set that up, Scott Demore. They set that up before, so there you go. Um, Bert Macklin, you got to earn being called Steve. All right, we got somebody here in the chat already named Steve. If you want to be called a Steve, Mister Macklin, you got to earn it, and you ain't done it yet. He gets a fucking gusher, like uh, Eddie Guerrero versus JBL gusher off a cookie sheet he he dives out the ring on pco and pco swings a cookie sheet at him and then he comes up like he comes up with a a, a cut in his head that looks like he he gigged with a chainsaw or something it's ridiculous and it's pouring all over the place it's gross off a cookie sheet <laughs> 
Unless I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that was the spot. I saw a bent cookie sheet on the ground. And even though I was completely uninterested in watching this match, I'm pretty sure that was the spot. So anybody can correct me uh, if they want, but I doubt anybody else really watched it either. Um, and, I, you know, I pray for you if you did. Uh, <laughs> there was a spot where they tried to set up a trash can. Okay, he set up a PCO, or no, Macklin sets up a trash can, right? And he puts it, he wedges it between the the second rope and the bottom rope. And then he goes to, I guess he wants to, you know, he, he puts PCO in the trio of woe spot. Even Brand is falling asleep at this point. He doesn't even care about this. <laughs> and, 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 and rightly so. He's, he's, uh, he sets up this thing. And when he goes to put PCO in the tree of woe, the trash can gets dislodged and just falls out. So everybody's like, boo. And then, and then he, so they, they go into something else and I'm like, okay, you know, nice try, but I guess we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Then he goes to do it again. He sets up the trash can again, like about 45 seconds to a minute later, he sets up the trash can it stays in place this time. He puts him in the tree of woe again. The trash can doesn't fall out. And then his big spot is to do like a jumping drop kick so that his, or no, a spear, I think. He spears him and the trash can bends a little bit. Not worth it. Not worth it, Bert. Just fucking let it go. All right? That, nobody gives a fuck about that spot. No one will ever talk about it in the world except for me right now. I'm the only person on planet fucking Earth that's going to talk about your fucking trash can spot. And you fucked it up. So just let it go. Learn to let shit go. That's called working, okay? <sighs> uh, there's a spot where he stapled, supposedly, PCO's mouth. Like, he got a staple gun and was, like, st stapling him in the mouth. And uh, and then PCO got some needle-nose pliers and pulled the staples out, I guess. I don't know if they work this. Um, they seem dumb enough not to. But... They could have. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know why you would think to do it. I, I just don't give them credit that they would figure out a way to work some magic and make it look like they were doing what they were doing, other than they really did it. Um, but stapling somebody's mouth like on the sides or whatever doesn't really work. Like that doesn't keep somebody's mouth shut. You can still open it, the rest of your mouth. Um, and yeah, yeah it was, I think it would open back up, but you'd still have the just have a staple hanging out of your lip right and but no pco kept his mouth shut like that was a real thing for what i don't know i, I don't really it's just like it's like you think of things like ideas come in your mind and then the next idea after that comes in your mind should be no that's stupid let's not do that instead it's like no let's do that and that's the whole problem with impact they keep having these ideas and nobody's there to say that's fucking stupid so whatever speaking of that um, they do the spot again with the concrete tiles and the sledgehammer. So he's got, you know, PCO on the ground. PCO is actually staying down long enough to allow a man to lay concrete tiles on him and all this other stuff. And, you know, then he breaks him with the hammer. Yay. I would just go directly to the spine with the sledgehammer myself. You know, spreading out the impact over a greater area lessens the impact 
So, you know, if you get all the impact concentrated in that small hammerhead and locate that like right at the base of the spine, you could paralyze PCO in one shot. And then he definitely ain't kicking out. So, you know, that's what I would do. Or I'd, I'd, I'd home run swing a guy in the teeth if I had a baseball bat and someone was holding him. That's what I would do. Or I would just not book the situation where that would come up. That's also what I would do. Uh, so, anyway. After all this, like, think of all the stuff that I said. Staples in the mouth, the, the sledgehammer dim mock, the, the gusher off the cookie sheet, the, the, the trash, the deadly trash can spear, um, all the stuff that we've seen. And, you know, and, and after all that, Burt wins with his shitty DDT. Like that's what is enough to finish, uh, PCO, the, the unkillable. It's just his, it's just his KIA. There's no, not a KIA on something, not a KIA off of something. It's no, just hit the DDT and go home. So, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so Steve Maglin's pouring blood. And then uh, he calls out Scott. He's like, hey, you know, let's, let's do the strap on. And uh, I know how I've made that sound, because that's how I felt watching this shit. Um, and uh, so we're getting, we're, we're getting the belt. He... he he goes to put the belt on Steve Macklin, and Macklin lets him. And then uh, he does this, you know, he goes to shake his hand. Scott holds his hand out, and Steve Macklin just is like, psh, and walks off. So he he leaves he leaves Scott hanging in the ring and goes up the ramp. And then all of a sudden, from behind, uh, here comes Bully, and he chokes Scott Demore with something. I forget what it was. A belt, probably. Choking with a belt. And then they get then they then he's like bully like leans over the rope after he chokes out Scott Demore with his belt and says to Macklin, get the table. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and and you know, so I'm like, after everything, after everything that we saw with all this stuff a table that's what you're gonna do a table just a table right well no don't worry guys not just a table um we're gonna set this table on fire because bully's got lighter fluid so that's definitely raising the stakes right we got lighter fluid um it, it it's it's bad uh because even matthew raywalt can't stand to look at this anymore and he gets in the ring and he gets beat up and sprayed down with lighter fluid. So it's like, oh my God, are they going to set this commentator on fire? Uh, is that what they're going to do? Is that how they're going with this? Are they actually going to do this? And then, um, no, but PCO, he's not really dead. You know, he, it was just a DDT after all. So he got back up and he tried to help. And then he gets his ass kicked again. And then they, you know, they forget about Ray Walt, this, which is just on that. He's laying there with the, he, he just gets hit a couple of times and then they, sp they spray him down with lighter fluid. So 
he's laying there on the ground. Now, if you get hit, this guy's a former wrestler, all right? This is not like it's not like Tom got in the ring or something. This guy was an active competitor uh for years. And if somebody let me tell you this. If I if I got knocked to the ground and someone sprayed me with lighter fluid, the first thing I'm doing is rolling the fuck out of the ring. I'm not going to stick around and give them a chance to light me on fire. But no, he just stays there. Um, and then, you know, so now they've already sprayed down the table with uh, the lighter fluid. And they set it on fire. And then they put Scott Demore through it. And he bounces off the table and... You know, the fire goes out immediately and he sells it on the ground and, you know, it doesn't look very, it basically just looks like a regular table spot, except it was on fire first. And, uh, that's supposed to be devastating. And meanwhile, everything, like all those guys that made it a point to run out to the parking lot area and make sure that Saban and Trey Miguel didn't yell at each other too much are nowhere to be seen throughout this entire thing while there the were fight. human beings that were about to be immolated and we don't have time to go out there and help any of them um we just let this all play out let all this stupid shit play out uh one of those people <sighs> in danger happens to be the president of the company yeah i guess if he's not if he doesn't have his headset available to call for security nobody knows what's going on this isn't a live show or anything. It's not like anybody would be able to relay a message to security. So they're all standing there like by some doorway with their hands clasped in front of them, like just waiting for the word, just waiting for the order. No wrestlers like Scott Demore has no friends or nobody's going to come out. Could Giselle Shaw even run out? That, I mean, that's that at least makes sense. No, but you don't want to. You don't want to make it a part of the show that, you know, you guys are a thing. So that would ruin both your characters. So let's not do that. She's a heel. We're wrestling. This is wrestling. We can't have a heel run out to. No, let's just let somebody possibly get burned alive. Like what? The the, the whole idea of it. You are ready to set. Fucking that, Ray Walt on fire. That's one of those things that kind of transcends like heel baby face where it's like a humanity thing. Right. Well, we're not even gonna get that. Let's not even let's not even worry about that part yet. Let's just talk about the fact that these guys were ready to set another guy on fire and then they had Scott Demore knocked out and they were like, Oh, we'll set we'll set the table on fire. No, why don't you set Scott Demore on fire? You've done every other damn thing. Just set him on fire. Who cares? Nobody's watching. Nobody'll see it. There's no consequence for murder or attempted murder here. We know that. This is impact. It's a lawless zone. It's worse than the Wild Wild West. They don't even have sheriffs here. This is like uh, you can do whatever you want. You can kill whoever you want. Why would you set up a cheap table and let them fall through it? Why would you choose that when you could choose so much other destruction? You know? It's like I was watching, uh, you know, it's a, on a similar note. It's like I was watching, um, you know, when I'm watching AEW, I'm watching Big Bill, and he picks somebody up for a choke slam on the outside, and he slams him on the apron. I'm like, fuck that, slam him on the floor. Why do you stop at the apron? <laughs> Are you trying to hurt this guy or not? 
If you're not trying to hurt him, just let him go. Don't don't choke him. That's rude. You know, if you're if not interested in injuring a guy, then fucking keep your hands off him. I don't get it. I don't get these people and their damn psychology, of which there is none. If you're going to murder somebody, murder the president. Don't murder the color commentator or just forget about it. Like, eh, we don't need to. We don't need to kill him. We'll just spray him with lighter fluid. The indignity of smelling like, you know, Ronson, Ronsonol or whatever is bad enough for you, Matthew Raywalt. Get out of here. We ruined your shirt. You know, that's what you get for trying to help. You know? It, it's so fucking bad. I can't even believe this shit took place. I can't even believe that this company still exists. And they continue to do this shit. What do they think this is going to do? Do they think anybody is going to see this and wish that they watched it? No. Because if they give a shit at all, then whatever they saw in like a Twitter clip or, you know, whatever, an Instagram reel or TikTok or wherever you saw uh, Scott Demore get powerbombed through a flaming table, that was it. You saw it. You didn't have to waste three hours of your life to see it. You just saw it immediately. And do you think anybody's going to say, wow, I'm going to buy tickets to Impact when they come to my town. I might see them put the president through a flaming table. Well, no, you won't, because they are you already saw that on TikTok. So you're not gonna see that again. You're not gonna sit down and watch Access TV and sit through commercials and shit to watch this other shit. I don't know how it's gonna help your business. You know? I I, I just don't know. I really don't know. Um but that was under siege. That is a show that is creatively under siege. I feel like I'm the siege on this show. Look, I'm kicking down the cardboard and I'm tearing this place apart. And I don't have to worry because there's no security to stop me unless I yell at somebody from the parking lot. Then I'll get I'll get grabbed by six guys that aren't good enough wrestlers to get booked on this show. And I'll get carted off. Meanwhile, you can, uh, you know, you could commit arson in a in a small enclosed uh, area, and that's all right for the president. Do you think any one of these guys is going to get fired or suspended on the next episode? Of course not. I know you tried to kill uh, Matthew Raywall, and I know you put me through some furniture that was slightly warmer than it normally would be, but. Um, you know, I guess we're going to have a match at some point. <laughs> and I, I guess we're going to start with headlock tackle. Because that's what you do when you have a blood feud. If I was Anthem, I would just fold this shit up. Fuck all these people. Get work somewhere else. Derp de derp. So anyway, that was uh, that was that, and it's in the rearview mirror now. In so my rearview mirror. 
That's right. Well, we can't afford to license Pearl Jam either. So, yeah. I mean, well, there's a, there's a funny story. So, we will uh, we will just get out of here, guys. Um, I think I sufficiently made my point. Um, at how uh, Impact Wrestling sucks, everybody there sucks, and uh, they're all guilty. If not directly, then by association. And um, yeah, but if you ever have any interest in uh, seeing us in a context where we don't have to either pull our hair out or grasp at our non-existent hair um, trying to pull it out uh, then you can find us on other places Brandon where can they find you you can find me on Twitter at TransArchistTia as well as twitch.tv slash MissTiaTheTransArchist and on Substack under the name HMGBrandon right Buckshot Kid is asking about it you just didn't miss it we just didn't have it this week brandon wasn't able to get it finished so we'll get that up as soon as possible on that Substack link so check that out um of course uh you can find me on Hameen media group all over the place at you know next level wrestling review with uh big ray hernandez which that's going to be this week when we talk about battleground I don't even know what's going to happen on the NXT show, but on NXT Battleground, I'm going to give you a sneak preview. I don't like that shit either. And we, we, there's a potential for arguing about it because I think Ray slightly put the show over. So I'm going to bury every fucking thing on it. I'm going to bury it like it's PCO, but unlike PCO, it's not going to come back with dirt in its mouth. It's just going to stay buried. Um, and you can catch that on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find me all over the place on the PWC Network, which I think they went live with a Double or Nothing review or something like that, which I think I'm going to crash. Since I'm already fired up, might as well get in there and uh, you know tear that bullshit pay-per-view down too. Um, so you can find me right there as soon as we go off the air here. Uh, and, uh, you can find me, um, don't forget to check out my interview with Piers Austin. All right. You can find that, uh, shooting the shit uncensored. Uh, don't forget to check out wrestling with Rip Rogers. They just had Brad Maddox on for a live Q and a, um, don't forget to check out Stevie Richards. He's telling you about all the Memorial day weekend sales that you can get on fitness products, stuff like that. Even though some of the stuff is a little pricey, at least it'll be a little less pricey with these uh, sales that he's going to tell you about in addition to everything else that he's doing. So check Stevie Richards out. Um, and you can find me on all the social media at Opinion Haver. The 2X was strong this weekend because I fast forwarded a lot of shit. Um, so with that being said, uh, for Brandon, I'm Jamie Williams. I don't have a sign off line. <laughs>